0: Welcome back to PNH Expanded Audio Podcast with Mike MacDonald. Um, I uh, appreciate you uh, listening in. I've uh, got about 15 minutes of uh, some extra thoughts off the back of the blog. Thanks for reading the blog if you've done so. Um, can't quite believe that we've just beaten Chelsea away 1-0. They, um, I've got a feeling they're going to win the Champions League. Don't know why, but I have that feeling and not sure about the FA Cup but either way that's a team on the rise and apparently we're a team going the other way so football can be strange i suppose my uh my overall conclusion having watched the game uh, i wanted to swing my head back to being the positive blogger that i get accused of um so uh, and i feel that way really i just i felt very proud almost sort of like a fatherly pride in watching Arsenal play today even though we weren't very good and like I said when I wrote we often just uh, judge based on offensive play only sometimes and uh, the others um, the other part of the game seems like scraps I suppose even though it's uh, it's arguably more important to defend well so I just think that that's just a, a fantastic memory for Arsenal moving forward. Again, I wish it would have happened earlier in the season. We could have fed off that a little better. But um, proof again that we can defend and win. We've done it quite a few times under Arteta. Maybe that's his biggest banner he can wave, is the uh, defensive organisation, structure, the effort that they're willing to put in. Um, and, you know, there are... Uh, Along those same lines, quite a few positives I wanted to give the manager credit for because I've been jumping on his back recently. I want to be fair. Uh, And so, you know, there was a stat that came out the other day that we have the least possession mistakes in the league. Now, you've got to weight that with the amount of passes that we send backwards. But still, that's something that the coach has, uh, since he's been at the club, needed to happen uh, under Unai Emery possession wasn't really there even against the weaker teams in the league you'd often see games that were 50-50 possession even against us weighted against us and so credit to Arteta for helping us to to become more comfortable in possession even though that's not what happened uh, yesterday um, I, again I feel that we are uh, I can trust us to be a hard working team going back to the, the back end of the Wenger era I couldn't trust that at all I knew that uh, if we uh, were dribbled past, then not only the player dribbled past would give up somewhat, um, but the others chasing would give a token gesture, and I appreciate that about Arteta's Arsenal. I don't want to ignore that, um, even though we feel that we're over-structured. I think we are too. Uh, I think that there's a lot of organisation and good defensive organisation about our current group, so I want to credit him there. Um, I also want to credit that we probably have the best collection of youngsters in the Premier League playing regularly with others um, possibly coming through as well. Um, And without doubt, we are the team whose um, uh, players, um, the shining lights of our team are the youngsters. There's no team I can think of, certainly in the Premier League, maybe not in Europe, um, who can throw that one out. That really is uh, a positive for the club and that is really the the largest piece that we hold on to moving forward is the hope in the youngsters and that that will continue to, uh, to flourish. Um, wanted to credit there. And I suppose, like I wrote again, this evening the fact that we're a hybrid team whether we like it or not i think football has moved and is moving towards that style of players being able to play multiple positions in multiple formations game to game from uh, in game and so i'm not a major fan of that style as opposed to the automatisms that i prefer but I think that we have to understand that football has moved that way and so we're at the head of the game there and it's going to take others as long as it's taken Arsenal to get used to all this constant change but there may be other teams. um, So bear this in mind, there may be other teams that will go through uh, as great a lull as Arsenal trying to adapt to the constant tinkering of what is now a coach's sport So maybe Arsenal will see somewhat of a boost next season because they've already had a season where tinkering has become the norm and the players will become adapted to it and hopefully it'll become normal for them for as long as Arteta is there because I don't think he's changing. So a sliding doors moment in the game I felt was the moment that Havertz went through one-on-one And uh, two things jumped out to me. Firstly, that Pablo Mari did not bring him down. I think that that game changes if he does. And gosh, that's a split-second decision, isn't it? For a player, um, do I do it, do I not? And you've got half a second to make that judgment. I think he made the right decision, not just because Havertz missed, but because um, there was so much of the game to go. And I thought that was just a more intelligent choice. Uh, worked out well. And I think the game could have swung. Picking out a positive, I wanted to pick out the thought from my blog um, that was given to me by Mike Hers of the Not Another Arsenal podcast. Again, I'm a big fan. You should really listen in. If you haven't given it a shot, you should do that. And I think you'd be surprised that, you know, podcast number 750 out there. Um, might actually be one of the better ones. Uh, Mike's thought that he gave me after the game was uh, that um, uh, Arteta uh, clearly hasn't lost the locker room, the changing room. Some of us were speculating and I think you have to look to the extra 5-10% that a player will give you Uh, if he is for you and on the other hand will be unwilling to give you if he is not for you. And so those extra 10% are things like throwing their body in the way. Um, Bigger than that I would say is what a player does when the ball goes past him. Either he's dribbled past or um, when the ball goes past him and he has to recover back into shape. Um, I find that these moments are the test as to whether you're playing for your coach, you're playing for your team and you're giving the uh, the 100% cliche that we hear in, in football all the time. Uh, I feel much like Mike Herz has commented to me, uh, I feel like that Chelsea game, was uh, backs to the wall and Arsenal's not necessarily attuned to playing that way but were willing to give everything in a bit of a dead rubber really and I think you've also got to state that Mikel Arteta has probably uh, spoken hope to the players that they can make the Europa League and that's not particularly attractive I think to some of the players in that locker room so again, probably that speaks well for the coach that he's managed to convince them to put that kind of performance in in what has been a pretty bad season uh, with very, very little to play for. So uh, I agree with with Mike. I think we need to back off at least on that thought and give the manager some credit that his players are playing for him. Um, so that makes me wonder what happened in the semi-final. Um, Perhaps that game was overcoached and confused the players and nervousness. There's a few ideas, but um, anyway. Uh, The needs. Uh, wanted to pick out um, what I've... uh, Maybe I've spoken to this already. I think that it's important that we recognise who our coach is. As long as he's going to coach Arsenal, um, I think that we have to accept that he is going to coach each game as an individual event um again not my preference to do it the way he does it i think it's of course important to study video and adapt but i feel like sometimes he uh puts more weight in the uh adaption from game to game than he does in what his players are comfortable doing if he just were to press repeat um But um, this is what he does. Uh, I also have heard much mention of um, Mikel Arteta being accused of being inexperienced, hence why he needs to leave the club. I do not agree with that. I strongly do not agree with that at all. I know he's inexperienced when it comes to making substitutions and in some areas of coaching. Of course, he's only just started, but... I don't get the impression that that's the stick that you want to beat him with. I think it's almost the opposite with him. I think that uh, he bathes in... uh, I think he bathes in footballing ideas. I think he's got too many. And I can give you... uh, Let's just throw Sam Allardyce out there. He's got all the experience in the world. Not somebody we want at Arsenal. But all the experience in the game. And there's many of them, uh, like Sam Allardyce... um, but his footballing ideas, his modern footballing ideas, um, are just not there. They're just not there. And Mikel Arteta has, I think, more than uh, the vast majority of all coaches. I think that his issue is trying to contain himself. Um, so uh, I think if he does survive at Arsenal, it's going to be humility that saves him and he's going to have to find it. Somebody's going to have to tell him that... Um, He's going to have to pick and choose when he uh, changes things uh, beyond the players' um, uh, desires and um, ability to adapt. And so when he needs to lean into our strengths rather than be too concerned about our weaknesses. uh, And so if he's able to do that, I think that he's proven that in maybe 50% of the games that he can out-coach. And his ideas will win you games, but the other 50% and 50% is a large number. It's just been way overcoached. And so I'd rather have a coach, I think, like that, who's capable than somebody who's, quote-unquote, experienced, but not in the modern game and doesn't really have any modern clue. Um, And I would rather have somebody like Arteta and I would just have to hope that he is willing to change, um, but he needs humility to do that. Wanted to pick something out from the hope section. Uh, I didn't talk about it, because I wanted to speak about it, try to get my point across properly. Another um, conversation that I'm hearing online much in the last two weeks is about Bern Leno. Uh, I think it's fine that everybody feels like uh, 20 million is a good number, for Bern Leno and that most people are okay with him being sold. Um, I'm not going to be heartbroken if he's sold, but I do not understand 20 million. Uh, We bought him for more than that. He's a better goalkeeper than he was. Um, I personally think that he's the best shot stopper in the Premier League. And he has... um, We were told Peter Cech was going to save us points. That never happened. Bern Leno undoubtedly has saved us and won us points at Arsenal, numerous times that he's kept us in games, including yesterday's game, with his um, supremely athletic shot-stopping ability. I think that's underrated. And everybody wants to talk about playing out from the back and his ability with his feet, and I get it. And then somebody like Edison is the comparison, and a direct comparison for Mikel Arteta, because he used to help coach him. Um, and Edison's better with his feet. No doubt. We would love that. No doubt. I do not think that he's a better goalkeeper. I think he's a better footballer, Um, but I don't think he's a better goalkeeper. Um, I think Bernaleno is a far better shot stopper and decision maker than Edison. But um, we're getting carried away with the playing out from the back piece and forget that as much as we want that, that we need goalkeeper to do what a goalkeeper is supposed to do which is stop the ball going in the net that's priority number one to me and always will be no matter the trends in soccer and I think you trade problems I think if if we get rid of him and I would not do that uh, if we do get rid of him then um, you might get a goalkeeper in like Anana at Ajax who's better with his feet but maybe isn't quite as quick to come to ground uh, isn't the shot stopper and I think it's hard to find, certainly for a club like Arsenal, in the predicament that we're in, uh, where we're currently somewhat of a mid-table club, a goalkeeper that's got everything, can play it from the back and is um, wonderful in the air and quick to the ground. And I feel like I'm describing Emmy Martinez. So I'll stop because I want to start crying. <laughs> Finally, uh, in the, the, the what's next thought... Um, I am hoping that uh, the Arsenal players um, can see the value in uh, keeping the mood positive. Uh, The fan base, my timeline, probably yours too, certainly has a mood about it. Even after that victory, people are still not super positive and maybe they shouldn't be. Um, So... uh, I think that we have to make sure that we leave this season going into the summer with a positive mood. Um, I think it will directly impact our targets. Uh, We are about to play Yves Basuma. He would be the first purchase that I would make. And if we put in a limp performance, I think that young man has got other options. And that one game may decide for him that he does not want to come to Arsenal. So I think that that game is rather important for the future of Arsenal Football Club if if he's somebody we're trying to persuade. Um, I'm hearing the whispers, probably silly whispers about Jack Grealish, but I am a believer that Arteta is bold enough to go to the owners and tell them that he wants a player that he's going to have to spend uh, a club record transfer fee on. I absolutely think he would try. Um, so, again, the mood, the uh, when Arsenal is brought up in conversation in the summer, we need to be a club uh, on the up. Um, and if we can't guarantee that because our season hasn't been particularly good, then we can at least try to not be a club that's on the down uh, and that has such negative vibe around it. So... I think that uh, we need to keep this momentum up and how beneficial would it be if we could get two bigger victories uh, moving on into the summer so we can get the players that the club really want to recruit. Hey, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Cheers.